How do you navigate the uncertainty of business? If you're not sure what to do next, if you're not sure which path to go down, if you're in a state of confusion or feeling stuck, feeling lost, what's your strategy? Do you sit in non-action and avoid the things you know you should be doing? Do you try and learn a strategy out of safety so that you'll try to succeed without the risk of failure and being judged? What's your strategy? Well, it's in here in this interview, we've got She Tells Story, and she's gonna walk you through how to start accessing more your intuition in business so you can start making the decisions that your soul is leading you towards. So one thing you're gonna learn here is one, the flow, how to access more flows so you can actually tap into your own intuition in business. Two, what that will lead to in the form of clarity for your own marketing. And three, how to navigate the waters of some wounds and some real traumas when it comes to this business journey. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. All right. My online family, welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. I have a confession. As soon as uh, she tell here was about to jump on Zoom, I, uh, I was looking at the topics we're about to discuss and I was just like, come on, hurry up and get online. Just because I was, I'm excited to talk everything here, everything from intuition in business, right? Overcoming some the traumas along the way, and then finding a deeper purpose, finding your mission, finding this, this deep calling. Uh, we're going to combine all these sort of different topics. We're going to combine everything in one. And I know because every single time we dive into this sort of thing, there's always some insights, some guidance, some, some wisdom that you can take in that's going to aid uh, your business journey and especially your, your soulful expansion as well. Um, so before we get into she tell we, we, we dive in deep all about uh, her journey. I'll read you a quick bio uh, about who she is, what she does, just so you can get a really, really good understanding on who, who we've got here. Uh, so She Tells Story is a psychic medium, a certified astrologer, and a master law of attraction coach. She's also a certified grief support counselor and holds a business degree. Everything, everything's in there. She Tells Mission is to help heart-centered people cultivate and strengthen their intuition to trust and use it every day to throw off shackles of fear and trauma so they can live their most aligned soul-led purposeful life. Intuition is the compass of the soul and she teaches that the soul always knows the way. So the more you learn, trust your intuition and flow with the energy of life that's present, the more you'll open up to the magic possibilities and opportunities. Are we ready to dive in? She tell, how are you doing? 
Absolutely. And you can see why we're so aligned, right? I think that's why we just clicked right away with that. That's your mission as well, is to help heart-centered entrepreneurs follow their, their heart, right? Their, their soul and live what's in their soul to do. So I love your mission and I'm so honored to be asked to be here today. So thank you. Hey, my pleasure. I mean, like when you, when you, when you're coaching someone or you have someone on the, on, on the phone or on zoom and you just, you realize that there's a, a calling within them. You realize there's something that's there that um, has so much to offer the world, putting someone on their path and helping them realize a deeper mission and a deeper purpose than what they can see in front of them. That's something that goes deeper than just their goals and what they're looking to achieve. And you know, what life says they should be, uh, you know, their life should look like there's just this deep fulfillment in that, isn't there? There's a deep fulfillment in, in helping someone find a deeper passion and a deeper purpose and a meaning in their life that goes, that just goes beyond success. Is that what you found? I feel like I, I see people's souls. Like I can actually see your energy. I was born with the ability to see energy. And so when I see somebody, when I look at you, I look at your energy. I see your potential and where you are heading to. I literally can see what is in your heart for you that's meant for you in this lifetime. So sometimes I hold a bigger vision than you can hold for yourself. But what I love is getting my clients to throw off those fears and really trust themselves to move into that kind of curiosity and explore. I could tell you that you're going to be a lawyer, a surgeon, but if you don't believe it or you're not there yet, then that's too much information. So what I love is really to just kind of empower people with their intuition and then allow them through questions and curiosity and introspection and other law of attraction processes to uncover where is this taking them? Because everyone, every soul has a purpose, every soul. And so you came in here to embody it. And, and really your soul purpose is embodying an emotional kind of um, embodiments really that you are then doing for yourself and then for others. So everyone is meant to have that, whether you're meant to be in a job working for someone else or an entrepreneur that is doing it, you know, on your own and following your heart, there is a purpose for all of us. And, you know, the more we live in that purpose, the healthier we are, the happier we are, the longer life we have, the more money we make, like the studies in the psychology um, journals about purpose are astronomical. And I think one of the things that has really kind of blown my mind, especially in the last few years, is that our trauma is our purpose. So when you look at what your trauma was as a child and you see how you overcome it, and then you help others to overcome that in whatever way you do it, that is your purpose. So we actually make meaning from the hardest parts of our lives. That is like, that's the essence of the work we do. It's so important. Wow. Trauma is your purpose. And even just, even just highlighting what you said there, just the reminder that we're all here for a purpose. We're all here. Like our soul is here for a particular mission. Like I can feel like my heart open to that because it, it, it just allows you to expand beyond what you see. It allows you to give things a deeper perspective, right? And because we can all get into the trap of looking around and our ego saying that things should be different or that, you know, we have a particular thing that we need to achieve for us to feel happy and everything like that. But once you realize and remember and remind yourself, hey, 
you're here for a deeper purpose. Your, your soul is here for a mission and a, a, and a purpose. It gives you a deeper enrichment of that, of that experience. So before we go into all of that, I'd love to hear your journey, how you got into all of this, right? She tells stories, story, and, <laughs> and, and learn all about how you got into this, why you got into this, how you followed your heart, Give us some of the uh, give us some of the the cliff notes of your of your journey. It's funny that you said that she tells story. I actually married into this name, so my yeah. husband's last name is Story, and my first name is Sheetel. And of course, you know when when I first started doing this online, people were like, "What is this name? Like, what you just made up this name?" I'm like, "No, it's actually my name for real. Like, that's what's on my driver's license. That's what's on my marriage certificate is Sheetel Story." So yes, it, and so my business name is actually called Story of Spirit because I tell the story of spirit. Um, how it all started, I was born with this ability uh, to see energy and spirit. I was born into a very spiritual um, family. So my family is Hindu, we're East Indian and born in Canada. So I'm a first generation Canadian. So very much um, alone, like my cousins, not, I don't have any family at the time that I was born in on this continent. And so very much just feeling kind of separate and other, and we just, I just wanted to fit in. So having this ability, number one, I used to have nightmares like crazy every night. Um, my mom is a horror film junkie. And so my mom uh, took me to see Poltergeist when I was five. And that kind of colored all of my dreams after that. I, she just thought I would think it was like a, you know, funny movie. It's not real. It's not blood. It's, it's, it's ketchup, you know? And I was like, oh no, that feels real to me. So I think that really colored all of my dreams after that, that even though I was having visitations from spirit or from my ancestors, I was thinking it was all bad. It was all poltergeist, right? They were coming to get me. Uh, and so my mom said, if you, if it's too much, you can turn it off. And I turned it all off, all of my gifts off at nine at the age of nine. And I remember at nine, I was so creative. I was, I wanted to be a clothing designer. I was drawing. I was such an artist. And as soon as I shut off all of my gifts, I, I didn't realize this until I was looking back on my life. I wanted to become um, a doctor. I wanted to become a geneticist actually to help people have babies that weren't able to have babies. So again, wanting to serve and wanting to help, right? And um, it was really interesting that I went to, to university, uh, my first year of university, it got into science and a failed calculus. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I can't be a doctor if I can't do great math. So I uh, went into business and uh, law, actually, I loved law. I had, um, I had to make up my credits to keep my scholarship. And I took a law 300 class. And I loved law. So I thought, okay, I'll be a lawyer. So I finished my law degree or my business degree, went to take the LSAT, which is the law entrance exam here in Canada. And I got the 50th percentile. I was like, what? I like, how is this even possible? And then I got a tutor. I tried again and I got the 50th percentile again. I was like, what is this? And little did I realize, I realized later that it was a redirect in my life. So I was meant to have, you know, get my business degree. And then it was a redirect. I'm not meant to go to law school. So at that time, my boyfriend at the time proposed to me and he was living in Vancouver. So he said, you know, come out and live with me. And I said, not without a ring. And so he came home and proposed. And I got into UBC and UVA uh, for after degrees because I thought I'll upgrade my GPA to get into law school. I was still trying to open that door that kept closing in my face, right? I didn't realize it wasn't meant for me just yet. And so I went to UBC and my first week 
sucked so bad. I was taking a whole bunch of courses that had nothing to do with life. Like it was Aboriginal studies and criminology, like nothing to do with what I wanted to do. And so I quit. I, I got all my money back and I started working and I fell into amazing jobs with uh, corporate and I became a corporate purchaser. I got to use my degree and uh, yeah, I've traveled all over the world with this job, with this career. It was amazing. One of the best years of our lives. And my husband actually worked at the same company too. So we got to travel together and then got married. And then we had our first kid and my son is amazing, but had a lot of health issues. And so we had to come back to Edmonton, which is where all our family was because we needed the support with his health. Plus I wanted him to grow up with grandparents and people around him. So we came back uh, working in the food industry as a, in supply chain, I was in sales. And, and then all of a sudden after my daughter was born three years later, then my gift started to open back up again. And I started to see, um, I started to see dead people and I was like, I'm crazy. This is not what I came here to do. I'm supposed to be a purchaser. I'm supposed to go back into purchasing. I'd taken a sales job so I could have that flexibility to work from home when I had my kids and I was going to go back and retire as a VP of purchasing somewhere. And every time I tried Tyson to get back into that field, the door slammed in my face, slammed in my face. Like I literally got to the fourth and fifth interview of jobs. And then they're like, yeah, we're not going to hire you. We're going to hire somebody over here. And I was like, well, what is going on? And I realized in that moment when my gifts were opening up and I had all these amazing teachers starting to come into my life, that that side of my life was expanding at such an enormous rate. And yet this other side of my life was not, was not expanding at all. And every time I tried to open that door, it would shut. And I was just like, okay, that's a redirect. And I, so I feel like somebody who's listening to this needs to hear that, that if a door keeps slamming in your face, it's a redirect. It's not meant for you. You're meant to go in a different direction. And so I realized in that moment when I didn't get that job that I was like, okay, I'm meant to have this job. It's super flexible and I can continue to create and, and see clients on my weekends and evenings and have all these amazing teachers come in. And then it just started to take off. And then at the beginning of the pandemic, so I had had my business for three years, but I was doing it as a side hustle. So I was seeing clients in my house and I was, I was seeing for mediumship, for tarot, um, for astrology. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I had started a new job in January and I got fired, like straight up fired. And I'm a like perfectionist tendencies. I'm an achiever. I am a super professional. I always rise to the top of whatever I do. And I got fired. And I remember when they let me go, it was on Zoom, of course, because we were in a pandemic. And uh, when they called me in for the Zoom and I, I'd logged on with my video and I saw it was only me and my boss and my boss's boss. And I was like, oh, I know what this is. And uh, my husband had just been laid off because the pandemic, my husband works in restaurants. So they closed all the restaurants down and uh, I got on the Zoom call and they said, Chitelle, we're letting you go. It's not working out. And I remember this feeling in my heart, like this is the sign that I have been waiting for because I would never leave a paying job with benefits. It just, I would never be able to do it. I was, I, it doesn't feel responsible to me at the time. 
uh, and no judgment to anyone else who's doing that. You do what's in your heart to do for me, because it was like literally the only income of my, my family at that point with two kids and my husband being laid off. And that was the feeling in my heart. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the sign that I'm meant to do this full time. And it was the craziest thing. I had three coaches that I'd already paid for that were you know, already coaching me during that time. I was in a coaching group, mentorship group at that time already that was paid for. And I was starting another um, with another kind of coaching group as well. So I had so much support. It was wild. And the next morning, I so I called one of my coaches right away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got it. And she's like, okay, take the weekend. It was a Wednesday. She's like, take Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, have it as a holiday. Monday, we'll get together. We're going to get a solid plan in place for you. And I was like, okay. And Thursday morning, I woke up and it was like spirit had downloaded this package, this this program into my, my, like, and I sat at the computer, I did a full sales page. I wrote everything out and I posted it on social media and it was, um, skyrocket into your passion and purpose, a three month group coaching program. That was what it was called. That's what came out of my mouth. I don't know why skyrocket. I just, it, that was what it is. And then 15 beautiful ladies stepped into the group and I couldn't believe that i had had my first five figure launch with that, like just literally following my intuition, calling in people who I know they needed that support. Cause that was at the time, a lot of people had been let go. And, and then this, this program just helped people heal. And all these people are still with me that come, came into other groups and have kind of followed through their journey with me now. So, you know, fast forward now a year and a half later, and it is mind blowing that I'm still doing this and it's still a viable kind of business. And I'm helping so many people realize their purpose and live it, you know, find the ways to do it. Because I think the biggest block is people think they can't, they're too old. They don't have the money. How am I going to go back to school? I just had a lady message me and she's like, she tell, I called in $17,000 in grants. I'm going back to school. I didn't know how I was going to make the money. And $17,000 in grants just literally fell in my lap right now. And it's all because I followed my intuition. I was like, oh my God, you go like the world needs you. This is like, like, I just feel like I'm a big cheerleader and I give people permission to listen to themselves. Mm-hmm. Isn't that it? So that's kind of my journey in a nutshell. <laughs> right. It's not only listening to themselves, but listening to the signs. But f- from hearing, from hearing your story, your journey, it's like the the meanings you're attaching to everything um, goes so much goes so much deeper. Like we we're saying before, it goes so much deeper than just like this has happened to me and it's not what I expected. Therefore, you know, it's wrong. It's just like, okay, what can this mean? What can this mean about what's next? What can this mean about me and what I'm learning? What can this mean about me and what I'm here to serve? Right. And so there's, there's some, that. there's some deeper questions that you sort of ask yourself. So that would be my question. What, what goes through your mind when you're going up against something that to your mind might see as a challenge, your mind might see as, oh my God, why is this happening to me? But instead of going to the victim, what is it that you ask yourself? What is it your perspective? What is the, what are the meanings that you attach to these circumstances that come up, especially on the especially on the business journey when it can be so uncertain, right? What what goes on in your mind? So good, I love that. I, when I took my meditation teacher training, uh, I remember saying everything happens for a reason, and my teacher at the time had said, "No, she tell everything happens for an opportunity." 
I'm like, no, but there's always a reason. And one of the girls pulled me aside afterwards who was taking the teacher training as well with me. And she said, she tell when I was 12 or she was young, her mother committed suicide. And everyone said that to her. Everyone, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And she said, you know what I believed? I was the reason. And so it wasn't until somebody said to me, you know what? Everything happens for an opportunity and you get to make what this is now something of value. You get to control this from here on out. You didn't have any power and control in the past. So looking back for reason and why looks for blame and there's no power there. You're never going to get anything there, but looking forward into the future, what's the opportunity now? So every time I didn't make it into law school, every time I didn't get the job, I was like, okay, What's the opportunity here? What can I do with what's here and make it something memorable, make honor the moment and live in my truth, but also take back my power and go, okay, I can do something good with this moment. Does that make sense? It definitely does. It definitely does. So what would you, what would you say to someone? Cause I know a lot of people here are like, okay, I have this calling. I have this, this, this mission. And I feel like, expanding in business is a, is a vehicle for me to give out this gift and to, and to make this change and impact that I feel called to make. What, what, what would you say to someone who comes to you and says, I just don't know what my purpose is. I don't, I don't have clarity on what to do next. And I'm not, not too sure what my next steps are. I'm not too sure if I'm tapping into my own intuition. How do you, what, what advice do you give someone or what are some next steps for them when they're saying, I just don't know what, I just don't have clarity on this purpose. Well, you, you said a couple of things there. So one is, you know, how do I tap into my intuition, which feels very different than what's my purpose. So tapping into your intuition is about quieting the egoic mind that's always chattering, always talking to you, always trying to keep you safe. You know, let's be honest, the egoic mind is, is actually trying to love you in the only way that it knows how through fear. And the only way to disarm the egoic mind is through the silence, which is through meditation. So even a single point awareness meditation, like a guided or a mantra or listening to music or, you know, even jogging or in the shower, those are the times when you just kind of shut off that egoic mind or you let it know that it's safe and it's able to kind of just stop barking for some, some time so that you can actually hear your inner voice. So I think that's the meditation is the key to listening to your intuition for sure. But you even have those nudges, you know, that you're just kind of like, what do I do with this nudge? You know, do I believe it or do I not? And I think that's the number one thing I hear from my intuition students is they're like, I don't know how to trust it. And I said, what would happen if you did? Right. What would you, I love that coaching question. What would happen if you did trust it? I would have a better life. Maybe, you know, what's the fear that if you trust it, you'll go down some, what, like, I don't die. Like what's, what's the, what's the best that could happen if you followed your intuition? And I said, build your book of evidence. I like to have people have a journal and build in their book of evidence. So even when you don't follow your intuition, there's things that happen that you're like, oh, if only I had listened to myself, that's evidence, right? Every time you don't listen to yourself and you're like, oh man, had I bought that stock or had I taken that job or had I called the person or had I put on the the thing that I was going to put on and I didn't, how different things would have been. So that's also evidence. So build up your own book of evidence that your intuition is there for you. It will never lead you astray. And then the second piece of how do you listen to your purpose is a really cool clue is your trauma from your childhood. 
So if you sort of look at what did you have happen to you, and it doesn't have to be big T trauma, like something big. It can be even like for me, I have loving childhood. My parents loved me so much. I had everything I really needed, even though we were from a lower income bracket, still had everything, but I was super ostracized. I was very much alone a lot of times. I wasn't able to be myself. So creating community and connection to myself and then helping other people to connect back into their spirit and listen and be unique, be themselves. I hid my, my special gifts because I didn't want anyone to know how different I was from them. And now I help people hone their special gifts to be their unique self and shine into the world that only the only way that you can. So I think your purpose really is about looking back at your trauma because it's the opposite of what you've experienced in your life because it's giving you that experience to help other people who are overcoming that. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think anyone can look back on their own life and say, okay, what were, what was I, what were the tough moments in my life? What were the, what were the challenges that I had to face? What were the, what were the consistent patterns of things that I were running into and, and realizing that, that's tied into what they're here to contribute. Is that the way you, you describe yeah. it? And what are you good at? Right? Because you constantly having to do that. So even for me being in community, I love creating community around me so that people can feel included. I love it. I do it without even thinking. And so you think about those things. So for your listener, who's kind of going, what's my purpose? You're thinking back, okay, what is your trauma? And then what did your trauma make you good at? What are you really good at naturally that comes to you quite honestly? And then all you're looking, so it's kind of a four-pronged approach I like to use, is your experience in your child in your life. Like what are you good at? What's your jobs? You know, we're looking back at all the jobs and stuff you've done. What do you really love to do out of all of those things? And then looking at your trauma from your past, you know, what have you overcome? What have you persevered from? And what do you know how to do really well because of it? And then where is your intuition taking you? And then the fourth one for me is astrology, because your astrology always will show what is your propensity for your career, for your money, for um, really your daily habits, and where will you really rise in your life? Beautiful. So. A question I would have, how do people know that it's their intuition? How do people know that it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a calling that's something that's of their soul, of their purpose, of their spirit? rather than something their ego might want or something that, you know, might come from a place of fear and scarcity that says, Oh, I'm here to make, I'm here to make this happen. But really it's coming from a place of ego or insecurity or something like that. How do people know that this, this pull or this calling is part of, is part of their intuition? So there's a conversation you and I had when we first met, right? When we had our first Zoom call together and you had said something to me that actually is stuck with me that, and I've been doing this for years, like probably 10, 10, 11 years now. My daughter's turning 12. And it, it, what you said, I love the way you said it. Because for me, it's, it's heart-based versus ego-based. So I know what my heart feels like. It feels expansive. It feels fun. It feels light. It feels loving. It feels like exciting. Even though it might be a little scary, it feels exciting. And you know that your life will be better because of it. So I've just learned how to trust it and I continue to do that. And it shows me higher and higher things. But you said, and I'm going to just reward, uh, kind of repeat your words back to you, is you said it feels expansive. And I love that. So there's some Tyson wisdom for all your listeners out there that it feels expansive. 
And I love the way you said that because it, it, even if it's scary, it feels expansive. Like if you think about an Olympic diver, you know, about to go off his first diving board, he or she, uh, or, or they, off their first diving board and you know and they're like the judges are waiting and it's their first olympics and they're doing the thing you're gonna feel scared but you know you've prepared for this moment and that excitement you know neurologically there is no difference between feeling scared and feeling excited the difference is what we color it with right the experience we color it with we learn in coaching everything in this world is neutral if somebody hits your car, cuts you off in traffic, comes up to you and calls you a name, that's all neutral. And then you color it, making it good or bad. So what if you created you know, something that feels expansive and it's kind of scary, but it feels good. It feels good and you know it's going to create expansion. That's your intuition speaking to you. So love those words. Thank you for sharing them with me in our first call. Hey, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's just what I found in my own journey from the people I learned from, but also in my, my own meditation, I love your tips around silence. Cause everyone who listens here knows that I, I love sitting in silence for you know a couple of hours a day, just because of that reason. It's just like, you get these deeper levels of insights and you get to have these deeper perspectives, but also you get to feel so connected with everything. And when you feel so connected with everything, it's so, it's so easy to feel what's in your expansion. And it's, it's like you go through the whole journey of, okay, that feels expansive, but it feels expansive because it's goddamn scary to the mind, to the ego, because your, your, your heart's never going to guide you to something that's known. It's always going to guide you to something that's unknown because your heart's following something that's so much bigger than what your mind can see. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. I, that's just what I love doing. And when I sit in silence, it's just what I, what I feel. So it's good to see that you're also coupling with that. But one thing I, I want to ask is what are some particular, what are some particular things that your clients come to you for? What are some things that when they, they might be lost or confused or stuck or whatever it may be, what are some good examples of, um, of people who have come to you that says, I have this challenge. And then what happens on the other side of, of solving that? Well, I think <clears throat> there's a lot of different challenges <laughs> when it comes to, you know, the human race, right? We are all kind of, I think in the end, when you boil it down, it's worthiness. Are we worthy of our dreams? And we kind of aren't sure if we can believe that to be true because people have told us, don't, don't do that. You know, be a, I would say my, my normal clients, what happens is they have a good life. They have a job that's paying their bills. They have a family around them. They have love and support and they feel guilty that they're not feeling happy in that. They don't feel fulfilled by that, right? It's like, it's almost like you've got to jump from good to great because it doesn't feel full. It doesn't feel happy. It doesn't feel fulfilling. It was once a goal in the past where they're at now. And I think all of your listeners would sort of say where they're at now was once a goal in their life. Of course, unless you were sort of laid off or you're at a place now of transition, but there is this feeling of it doesn't fill me up anymore. It doesn't light me up. And there's so much guilt and shame associated with that because they feel they should be thankful that there's so many people who don't have what they have. I felt like that, you know, again, this is like, I'm helping people where I have been once a long time ago. I had this amazing job. I was working from home. I made my hours. I had a fantastic boss. I was making great money. 
and it didn't fill my soul. It wasn't what I was meant to do. And I felt, I went through that guilt and shame about this. Like I should be so happy. People want this job. If people tell me, oh, it's one of those jobs where people go, oh my God, I can't believe that job exists in the world. Like, yeah, I know. And it didn't fill me up. And I would happily released that job to somebody else when I realized my purpose was so much more than all the ticks on, you know, and, and the columns of, okay, good job. Yes. You know, benefits. Yes. Good job or good boss. You know, all the, the things that we should want for ourselves, the should of shame. I had this amazing client that she, she coined that term, the should of shame. Every time you should yourself, you shame yourself. And I just give my clients permission to say that it's okay to want the things that you want. It's okay to heal these things, parts of yourself so that you can step into greater versions of your spirit. And I, I would say that's probably the number one thing that I, I see. I mean, everyone has their own nuances and, you know, with different traumas on the varying scales, there's, there's other things to overcome. Um, but a lot of the times it's just feeling worthy of their dreams and being given permission to follow it funny when I do my psychic readings or I do tarot card readings and I have a couple times, well, a number of times I've had people go, well, I knew all of that. And I have, I'm like, I didn't, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. I just laid out on the table, all the things you were thinking about. And I gave you permission because I showed you where it was going to lead for you. If you followed it. And they're like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was like, what were you hoping for? Like, I was hoping that you would give me the magic pill to living the life of my dreams. I'm like, I did. It's called following your intuition. <laughs> it's that simple, right? I think people think it's this grandiose, you know, mouse trap that's like newfangled. It's not. It's just following your intuition, one foot in front of the other, taking the step to trust yourself and taking the leap from good to great. Well, I don't know where this question is going to go, but we'll, we'll test it out anyway. But when someone comes to you for a particular reading, for particular guidance, for, for insight, um, when they do just get the, the guidance or the knowledge of the steps they already know they need to take, um, one, one question that comes up is, why do you think, what, what's sort of allowing them to come to you? What are they really looking for? If they already know what they're here to do are they looking for permission are they looking for something that are they looking for something a lot deeper are they just not trusting their intuition and they're thinking there's something that's so much bigger out there like a particular one answer that's going to solve everything what do you think they're coming to you specifically for that it depends on the type of reading but what i'll say most of the time you you kind of hit the nail right on the head it's permission to trust themselves it's validation that what they're feeling is true and real and a lot of times my clients can't tell the people closest to them how they really feel because they don't want to be ridiculed or people are going to say, are you crazy? You're going to give up this amazing job for what? Or, and husbands, you know, a lot of times it's um, women that come to see me that their, their husbands, they don't want to rock the boat or make their husband feel uncomfortable, or they don't know how to say it. So they don't, and it just sits inside them. So coming to see a psychic medium and having your tarot cards read, or you're having your astrology read, and I'm giving you permission and showing you what's coming up for you, that that's going, oh my God, oh my God, what I felt was real. So I think it validates their experience. It gives them permission to follow it. And then I just give them a grounded, logical perspective on it because I do have that business and business degree and that counseling background. 
So then I can kind of put that into action for them and sort of say, if you did these things, where do you think it would go? And if you did these things, where did you think it would go? I mean, I'm not giving advice and I'm not in the business of giving. And I would like to caution anyone who gives advice because now you're being responsible for that person's karma if they follow that advice. What I like to do is just give people permission to follow their own advice, if that makes sense. And so what would happen if you did these things, right? So for example, um, I had a reading with uh, a young lady who was actually cheating on her husband, came out in the cards. You can't hide from a psychic medium, FYI. And so it came out in the cards, cheating on her husband. And, and, and then it showed that she was um, about to lose her job. So the fact of the matter is her husband worked three jobs because she had a shopping addiction. And so that shopping addiction, because she was not happy in herself, she was not happy in her life. And then her husband was never there. So she ended up seeking comfort in somebody else's arms. I have zero judgment about everyone's life choices. She made those choices for a reason because she was having really hard difficulties in her life. Is it right or wrong? Not for me to say. Uh, I don't believe in, I wouldn't do that in my own life, but I like to look at my problems and sit with my, my discomfort people, as you know, don't like to do that. And they medicate in different ways. So showed in her cards that she was about to lose her job. And I said, it's, it's showing that you're about to change jobs, not of your own design, but that normally happens because that job is not meant for you anymore. You're kind of coming to the end of it, right? The universe is always timing you. I always like to say, right timing you. So uh, said you're gonna, it's about six to nine months away. So what's happening here is she's already in momentum, right? I'm not telling her something. It's already in her field, if you will, right? Her field of possibilities. It's coming for her because that job, she's meant to go into something else. And I said, okay, now's the time to get your resume updated, get your LinkedIn profile updated, get your references together, get yourself ready for this change. And let's look at why this change is coming. The change is coming because you're not happy here. You haven't been happy here for years. And she's like, how did you know that? <laughs> like, I am a psychic. So I said, what is meant for you? What do you want to do? What's in your heart to do? She's like, oh, I'd like to be a personal trainer, but I can't make money at that. And I said, well, that is a limiting belief. That is actually not true. You can make a lot of money in the personal fitness um, regime. We know lots of people who are doing it right in our spheres. And what are you talking about? You're just not seeing the bigger picture of what's possible here. She tell, don't worry about it. I'm not going to lose my job. Been there for eight years. As I'm telling you, just get yourself ready. Just get yourself ready for it. Didn't want to hear it. And, and then as the reading kind of progressed, um, her grandfather came in from spirit to sort of let her know that this workaholic tendency that she has now sought out in her husband is leading her to these unhappy, these, this distance between her and her husband. She didn't want to hear it. I wanted to hear from my friend that passed away this year. I was like, your grandfather came all this way, 20 years dead in the grave to come and tell you to heal this karmic pattern in your life, to heal your relationship with your husband. And you don't, you don't want to hear about your job. You don't want to hear. So you know what I, I said is I can't, I can't do it for you. This is, you paid me for this. Here's your reading, your recording. Good luck. I wish you so much happiness. Six months later, she was laid off uh, and then her husband found out about her affair and left her. And so it was insane like that she didn't want to hear it, right? So when your clients come to you and even for you, when you're, you know, you're coaching people, 
there's only so much that they are willing to receive. So I always like to say that I kind of put the cards out on the table, literally, and say, this is what's happening. And now you have free will to do whatever it is that you feel comfortable with. But what I know to be true is opportunity always circles back for you if it's meant for you. So what do people need um, to follow their heart? And sometimes they're not ready to hear what you have to say. And so you just have to let them, let it incubate until it's ready. And it seems like also with that is you're, you're letting it, you're letting the opportunities come to you so that you can hear what's meant to be healed on this karmic cycle. And I think we can look at that in our business journey, of course, but look at the patterns of what's coming up and saying, okay, what lessons is life teaching me right now? What deep lessons am I learning about myself? What am I healing within my own, my own trauma or whatever it may be? Uh, because it's going to consistently come up. If it's something that you're here to learn, like you said, if, if, you're, if you're, your soul is here for a purpose, your soul is also here to expand and to learn and to grow through these experiences. And therefore, it'll gift you the opportunities time and time and time again, right? And, uh, and yes. it's just something to look out for. But even if even if you follow that intuition, that guidance and do the healing, I find we're all, we're all just becoming more and more whole, whether it is where we take those actions and we say, okay, she tells laying these cards out literally and she's saying, okay, this is what I need to prepare for. Even if you prepare for it or not, it's still like the decisions you take and the actions you make are still going to lead you down to the path of healing and to the path of you receiving the lessons you need it's just a matter of if you're resisting it or not and the sort of time it's going to take is that what you found or is it something else i love that you said that and it's one of my favorite sayings whether you resist it or you flow with it it's coming so you get to choose how it comes into your life right and that's why i love things like astrology and i have an astro forecast that i put out every week because it helps you to understand the energy that's presenting so you can flow with the energy right so if you know like for example i mean by the time this airs it's going to be passed but next week is a huge tech you know lots of tech and communication issues coming up next week so when you have that coming into your awareness and like zoom isn't working or your camera shuts down or things are going your sideways and you just go it's a tech week, nothing I can do. And you just have a deep breath, take extra patience with you on that week and, and roll with it versus going, oh my God, my Zoom isn't working. I can't believe this is it. And this is my life now. And you just like, how much energy do you expend resisting life? And how much could you reserve to something that makes you really happy if you just flowed with it? right? Just flowing with the opportunities as they present. I would say you have two piles in your life. Everybody's got two piles, a pile of shit and a pile of gold. And you can, sorry if that offends anyone with the SHRT, um, but you know, the pile of gold is if you're focusing on the pile of gold perspective, then life is going to be amazing. Yes, we have this pile of shit over here, but the pile of gold is what I'm focusing on and what you focus on grows, right? So we all know people that are always like, oh my God, my life is shit. And oh, this happened. And, and then it just spirals into that that abyss of no happiness there at all, no fulfillment. So we can focus on the pile of gold or focus on the shit, but either way, we are traveling this life. And so wouldn't you rather, you know, travel it with the gold versus the shit? Mm. That's, your, that's the question to all of you guys out there who are listening. <laughs> where's, where's your focus? Um, I want to I 
tap back into, well, one thing comes up to me that is I'm curious about when you were saying earlier, how some things that were happening where doors were just keeping on closing and you realize it was a redirect. What are your thoughts about the journey of some people who they just door keeps getting slammed, but they keep going at it and therefore they eventually break through. What, what is that about? Cause it seems like it's a similar path, but some people consistently go through and then they find some success or a deeper lesson or a deeper, you know, strength within them. But then some people like you have these doors slammed and then you're like, okay, well that's a redirect. I'll go do something else. If someone's closing, well, first of all, my question is what do you, what's your take on someone who just consistently goes through the doors and says, okay, this is getting slammed, slammed, slammed. And they just keep going forward until they find some success. Cause there are those stories as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's about alignment. So there's, you know, so it gets a little nuanced. So if a door isn't opening for you, it could be a number of reasons. It's either not meant for you. It's not the right timing or you're not in the vibration to have that door open to you. Right. So you've got to sort of figure out where, so for me, for example, if we go back to the logs example, if now I'm, I'm, going to have to do a two year after degree after my business to upgrade my GPA to get into law school. So law school is four years and two years and then another two years of articling. So that was like, I was looking at eight years now to get to becoming an actual lawyer. And I, I was already getting married and I knew I wanted to have kids within three or four years of getting married. So now I started to see that my goals were no longer in alignment with my career anymore. I knew I wanted to have children and, and going through and being an articling, that's not going to work for me. Now I have a very close girlfriend of mine who was going to become an RN and she got pregnant in her final year of writing her exam. She literally wrote the exam and then went and had her baby and then started her career a year later in, in becoming a registered nurse. And so for her, it was like, this is, this is a no brainer. I'm meant to be a nurse. And I'm like, you're pregnant. Like, what are you going to do? And she's like, well, I'm going to have the baby and I'm going to go work. Right. And I'm, I'm going to do my art, you know, my thing, this is, I am meant to be a nurse. And that was like, she had her purpose already locked in and dialed in. She knew that was for her. So, you know, I think again, you're going back to that, like, is there a one size fits all answer here? No, it goes back to what is in your soul to do. So, you know, that law thing that didn't work out for me. And then even going to try to get back into the workforce or go back into purchasing and go into becoming a kind of a purchaser, that was not happening for me. Every time I try, it was, and you know what? The universe will give me more and more chances to realize that that's not for me. Right. I mean, how many chances was I going to take? And then here was another kicker with that. The opportunity that I was almost like I was shortlisted for, I was the last person they picked the other person over me. And that person got laid off from that job three months later. And I went, huh, okay, that would have been me if I got that job. So my job's still intact, full I've seniority. I'm not late, getting laid off from here. And meanwhile, these teachers are going, oh, she tell you've got to go to this workshop because you're really good at this. And oh, this will be the next level of your development. And I was like, okay. So you can see in your life where you are expanding. So for example, if you're an inventor, and you're trying to invent this thing. So if we go back to, I don't know the whole story of Steve Jobs, but when he was uh, inventing, you know, all the things that he was doing, he didn't stop because he had this dream in his heart. This was for me. Even when people screwed him over, people said no, he knew it was for him and he never stopped until he made himself what he was, right? 
And then there's people that are like, all right, this isn't for me. And they redirect and they find their gold and they're like, oh my God, this is what I was meant for me. So there's no one size fits all. It's that intuition, that compass of the soul is always going to tell you, is this, because if you're trying to open this door and open this door, the question you should be asking yourself is, is it, am I trying to open this door because I put in so much time that I can't look away now, otherwise I'll feel ashamed? Or is it because my expansion is on the other side of the door? So is it ego or is it heart? Mm. that's the answer we generally we generally have to like you said before get quiet enough to realize that answer am i am i following this out of a pattern that says there's going to be a lot of shame come up if i stop this or what is this person going to think or i need this to achieve i need to achieve this to feel happy or safe and you can feel that you're going after it from an internal pattern rather than it feels like my calling. It feels like this is exciting. It's light. It's fun. It's free. It's expansive. And that's sort of how you can tell the difference, right? Yes. I love that. Beautiful. One thing that a lot of people are listening here can have confusion around is where to go next on the business journey. They're, they're not too sure how to do their marketing, how to do their, their messaging, how to put themselves out there, how to build a client base that they, um, that they would just love to serve. Are there any, any guidance or wisdom that they, or questions they can ask themselves? Because I know you don't like to give advice, but any questions that they can ask themselves on what it is, you know, what they can focus on, what they can do next, um, questions around their own intuition and guidance and, and, you know, whether it comes back to what you said before in the form of asking themselves, what do they love to do? What's their trauma and what are the lessons they're learning? You know, what, what comes up in their astrology? what comes up, um, you know, in the things that they just love doing. What are some things, what are some questions they can ask themselves if they're like, okay, hey, I want to put out a business. I'm trying to do my marketing. And I'm confused. What would you say to that? I think the first thing you've got to do is get, like you said, get quiet, get sit in the silence and ask yourself, what is it I've come here to do? Who am I here to serve? And what am I offering them? How am I helping the world to elevate in some way? Because if it's, if it's a business that you want to do, I often help people who don't want to start their businesses. They want to become an accountant or they want to go into working for charity work or whatever. But if we're going into entrepreneurship, then I think in that you have to really get clear on who do you serve? What do you want to offer? And where do you want to take them, right? On their client journey. And I think that was one of the things that, I had a coach that sort of said, what's your client journey? Where are you taking your person that's helping you or that you're helping them? But only you know what you're going to offer them. No one can tell you. And I think one of the things I see in all the groups and stuff, and I know that we're in together mutually, is they're like, what's the thing that people are going to buy? What's the, the, the next best thing? And I was like, no, that's not the question you should be asking. The question you should be asking is, what do I have to offer that feels in alignment for me? right? We're always looking outside of ourselves. What's going to be the jackpot, the next thigh master that everyone's going to buy. And it's like, no, 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 no. The inventor of the thigh master didn't think, oh, well, this is going to make everything. He was like, I want to help people get fit. And, and then he, he named it something terrible. And then he attracted in somebody that said, hey, let's rebrand this to the thigh master. And then it took off. So I feel like when you are just shining your light sitting in the seat of the soul and offering the thing that you love to do, then that is what attracts people in, 
right? And I think intuition in business, the key is not hustle and grind and, you know, just grind it out and get as much done as you can and work long hours. It's actually about sitting in the flow, sitting in your seat of your soul, and then doing what makes you happy that makes other people elevate their lives. But it has to be from your heart. You can't look outside yourself for that answer. So I would say to your listeners who are looking for their next step, what to do, getting clear on that whole, you know, who do you serve? What do you offer? And what do you want to, you know, help people with? And then think about what feels are sitting in the silence. I'm maybe thinking of what's the next step, what's the next evolution. So even as like I downloaded that three month group coaching program, <clears throat> the entire program just came right out of my spirit onto paper. And I think that is what's available. And I know you've had that experience. I don't actually know that I do, but I, I feel like you have um, because you sit in the silence so much that you're so aligned to what you want to offer and where you're going to take people next. So it's not a one size fits all. You can follow these gurus that say, do a membership and do a group coaching and do this and do that and do this. And then you're going to realize, Frick, I don't like any of this. I don't want to do any of this stuff. What do I really want to do? I mean, isn't that why you're trying to be an entrepreneur is to do things your way. So do it your way from the soul's perspective, not from your ego. I love, uh, the funny thing is, People can get hung up on marketing when it comes to who am I here to serve? What are they, what are they after? What feels aligned for me and what am I here to offer? But really they, they can be complete soulful questions as well. You can ask it from deep perspectives because some months will say, okay, oh, okay, I need to do my marketing. All right. Who's my who? Who's my who? Who am I here to serve? What do they want? And then like, oh, I'm stuck with all this marketing stuff. I'm going to go meditate. And then your heart will say, who am I here to serve? <laughs> and it's like the same questions just coming from a different, a different part of you. One of you is your analytical mind that says, here's the right answer and the wrong answer. And I need to find the right answer for this to be successful. Then when you meditate, you get the sa exact same questions about who am I here to serve? What am I here to offer? What lessons am I here to learn? How do I stay in my you know, zone, zone of genius and flow so I can help other people stay in their flow and their expansion and learn their lessons. And it's the exact same questions. It's just coming from a deeper perspective or a deeper side of you. And no side is right or wrong, but they just have different uh, deeper perspectives. So there's some questions. There's some questions that you guys can ask yourselves who's listening right now. who might be in a little bit of confusion or a little bit of doubt or feeling quote unquote stuck that's all an illusion anyway, but it just gives ourselves the, uh, the, you know, the permission to stay safe. Um, but plenty of things here as we wrap this up, I'd love to sort of ask, is there anything on these topics that it's also flowing through that you think someone should know that you think someone should, um, remember when it is, when they are applying these in their life? Well, I would say a couple of things. One is like your past always holds clues. Right. So when you look back into your past and you say, like, what did I learn? What do I love to do? You know, who do I like to help? What's the type of people I like to be around? Those kinds of things are going to help an entrepreneur because that's who you're wanting to attract. And I'm such a, I love law of attraction because I really feel like you attract that which you are. So start to embody the things that you want. So for example, if you want to run something that's high ticket and you have an invested high ticket in yourself, well, how are you going to attract that? If you feel like you want to attract somebody that's wanting to live in their purpose, but you're so scared to live in your purpose, well, how are you going to attract that? So you're going to attract that which you are. And I think looking introspectively, like who am I? 
and who do I like to serve? They're almost one in the same, right? And so you, the more you heal yourself, the more you attract more and more and more abundance in your life. So, and I know abundance is a very, you know, broad, generic term. So whatever abundance feels like for you, but maybe it's money, maybe it's love, maybe it's amazing relationships. You know, I was just in, you know, how you and I met was I just took a chance on a group that I've been looking at for some time. You noticed me from a comment and you helped me. And then we just started chatting, right? And what, what made you comment on that for me? And then what made me comment back to you and think, oh, this guy looks really nice. Let's see. You know, it, I didn't get creeper vibes at all. And, you know, and anyone who doesn't know Tyson, he's so sweet and really such a server, like just wanting to help people. It's funny because this is like our third conversation, second conversation. And yet, of course, I see your soul. And so I feel like I got off a little track there, sorry. Uh, but what I'll say coming back on track, um, following your intuition, looking back the history, your history has clues as to who you want to help and where you're going to take things. And then I think the third thing is to just see what is presenting in the moment and start to shine your light, start showing up, start investing in yourself. And as you do that, and like, let's say you join a group, you know, Tyson has an amazing serving circle group. Uh, and as you join the group, then start being of service, helping people and, and offering, you know, help, not advice and solicitations, because that's slimy. You're talking about sitting in the seat of the soul and just being of service. And once you start to do that, you start to attract in all these amazing connections and doors start to open. And that is when you're in flow. So I know all of your listeners will know what flow feels like and what pushing feels like. And so more flow, please, means just allowing and listening and taking the next right action. Because manifestation isn't just sitting on a couch waiting for the money to fall in your lap. It is going out to buy the lottery ticket or do the thing. You can't, you can't get it without doing. So taking the next right action that feels aligned to you. Mm. Well said. Well said. That's something that people can take away with and, and ask all day and, um, and have the courage to take the action, have the courage to actually take the guidance that you're, that you're sort of leading towards. Um, so I'd love to give you the space to just share where people can find out more about you, where they can connect with you, how they can learn more about how working with you. Where can they go? Oh, um, best place is um, www.shetalstory.com. And that's S-H-E-E-T-A-L story, S-T-O-R-Y, like the book, uh, .com. And so I have uh, so many, I have freebies on there and all what's happening uh, in my world on there as well. Um, and you can subscribe to my newsletter. I send out the forecast every Sunday so you can be kind of um, know what's coming for the week ahead and flow with the energy. Uh, and then of course on social media, I'm on Instagram at she tells story. Uh, and I'm at story of spirit, uh, on Facebook is my page. So yes, I'm very active on social media. So awesome. I'll put all the, all the links below in the show notes. So people can easily just go there and see your, uh, your friendly face and get more, more, into all of your content and how they can, uh, how they can benefit, you know, by working deeper with you. Is there anything else we've covered a lot and we've covered a lot of deep conversations, but is there anything else that's coming through that, that, you know, you feel the audience should know that would make this conversation feel complete? I think we've said it all. I think that the last thing I just want to leave your listeners with is just 
follow and trust yourself and your intuition. It really knows the way. So everything else and anyone else says anything to you that's not in alignment with that, listen to yourself above all else. Mm. Wow. And trust no matter what comes, no matter what comes next, you have to just deepen that level of trust. I, I love to know that, I love to say, you're either going to learn the lessons you know you need to learn or you're going to welcome in higher level opportunities that your mind can't see. And that's what happens when you, when you go on this journey of intuition, you know, living more of life internally um, rather than externally. So Sheetal, thanks so much for being here. Been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. I actually have a little download that just came in last minute. Um, I want to challenge your listeners to leave a comment and a review on your podcast and say in the notes what intuition download you got that has really changed your life. So leave a review, of course, five stars, of course, because you know Tyson's amazing. And then put in there what intuitive download really changed your life. And that would be amazing because then everyone else reading those reviews can see that and be, be inspired by you. So it's a lovely way for you to shine your light as well. So, Beautiful. Yes. Awesome. I'd appreciate that. Thank you so much. I, uh, I'll, I look forward to reading them. I always diving deep in, in, in helping people follow their intuition and seeing what comes up. So I'm interested to see. So thank you so much, Sheetal. This has been a pleasure. Thank you, Tyson. This has been such a pleasure. I'm so honored that you asked me and I can't wait to see where this takes you. You're amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. My pleasure. My pleasure. I mean, we'll need to have you back because this feels like we can go into some deeper rabbit holes. So I'd love to have you back as well. Love that. I, I will be back as many times as you'd love me to be. This has been awesome. You are just a, such a shining light and I absolutely love your energy. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Until next time, hey? For sure. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.